Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. I don't know about you, but um, I'm sweating with excitement. This is uh, Season 4, Episode 1. My name is still Paul. And this is John. This is Kate. And, uh, and we're back. We're back to... Uh, we're back to new episodes, and I'm very excited, John. Yeah, this was this was great. It was. It was. I mean, just to, just off the top here, it was kind of like a whole new show. What do you mean? Well, just I mean, you know, you're so used to being inside Sterling Cooper, that office. This just felt like. Well, and Don's got a new apartment now. It's so and different. Henry Francis is sleeping in Don's bed and all. It's all the same, though. Well, speaking of being, you know, the same, what what did we learn? Oh, good point. John, uh, because we have the best listeners in the business, uh, we, we're actually going to kick off Season 4 with a listener email uh, for three things. This is from Ken from West Palm Beach, Florida. Number one, Harry Crane is, well, he's probably going to get skin cancer. Do you see his face on that one, John? That was badly burned. They never explained it. Yes, they did. Fair enough. Number two, Sally Draper has an eating disorder, or she hates bad food. One of the two. Number three, Don Draper is into some kinky snit. <laughs> slap, slap, John. Slap, slap. Yeah, I think that one caught everybody by surprise. Man, I was, I don't, I was just sitting on the couch, stunned. Yeah, you, used to you walk around getting that stuff for free, right? Well, that's true. He is uh, kicking it with the whore, as they say. And uh, that would, that there was a surprise. She wasn't even that cute. She's, a, wh- she's whores, a whore, yeah. I guess whores aren't, well, I don't are, know. are you saying, like, for a hooker, she wasn't that cute, or just yeah, in general? Just, you know. I gotta say, for a whore, I mean, Not bad. and I don't know that many whores, John. <laughs> that many. But I thought she was all right. Mm. <laughs> we're speaking as we're speaking about whores she here. She had a little bit of a tood. I didn't like it. She's a whore. But but before we really get to meet the whore, we start <laughs> we get to <laughs> we start out, you know, at a at a restaurant with Don being interviewed and, and it's kinda of fun because the, the whole season starts off with who is Don Draper. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's sitting in a restaurant, he's being interviewed uh by this guy, Jack Hammond, who's writing for Advertising Age, and it's supposed to be something about the new Sterling Cooper Draper Price, the new advertising firm. Now, uh, oh, just just to kind of bring up a little background here, we are starting at season four a year later. Almost. Almost a year. Um, in 1964? Wait. No, I thought we were starting in uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving of 64. Yeah. Because the last show ended New Year's Day of 64. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, almost a year. Almost a year. Eleven months later, um, it has been a crazy big year for Don. He's had some uh, some huge success, which they uh, which they meant, uh, mentioned here at the top uh, with the whole mop mop glow. What was it? Glow coat. Glow coat. Ah, yes, dries in seconds. Um, but Don is super reluctant to uh, to uh, gloat about uh, the success of the new firm and uh, the success of that commercial. Well, he's reluctant about everything. He won't talk about himself. He won't talk about the firm. He won't talk about the ads. And well, really, the whole this whole show is about him changing that. <clears throat> yeah. He gets over it by the end. Oh, yeah. I love the end. Did you love the end? I love the end. I wanted to do that today. Anyway. Jumping ahead, John. Yeah, well, and so he goes right from that. You know, we get to well, see... Well, we got to talk about the, the reporter. And I thought this was crazy. They were really picking on that guy about only having one leg, man. What do you have some sympathy for the one-legged man? Yes. Well, what did what did uh, what did he say about not being able to? They're so cheap they can't even afford a whole a reporter. Whole reporter. A whole reporter. <laughs> he lost oh, he lost on. his leg in the war for crazy. Hilarious, but that, in poor taste. It was Roger. Poor taste. Was, poorly poor done. But you got to hand it to Roger. He does. He does deliver a line. He does. He does. Um, he also makes he also makes a little anecdote that uh, his uncle. Um, used you always missing a leg, and used to ask him to scratch his toes that weren't there. <laughs> you well, so I mean, but you know, like I said, I think they're gonna really make uh, work a big part of this, and we keep it kind of with work. The first thing we see is a meeting. Mm-hmm. We get Jim and Bob from oh, yeah. Jan- from Jansen, 
And uh, so this is a meeting where they want to set up a, uh, a campaign for their two-piece non-bikini bathing suit. Couple of prunes. Couple, yeah. I think you could really see, like, you could see this being a problem from the get-go. Well, yeah, because Don even starts out under his breath. You know, he's like, you know, these are our clients for now. You know, he starts uh, throwing little things in there, like, you got to change. He asked him a great little tongue twister, mind bender question, which was brilliant. The whole, um, do you want, oh, I can't remember. It was something like, do you want the, your customer to not want a bikini? How did it go, John? Oh, I agree. It was a great mind bender, but I don't know the exact wording. I don't know. that. Watch the show, people. Christ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, but, and, uh, Don's a bit upset because, uh, this was, this was kind of a, kind of just a pitch meeting. It wasn't even really a pitch meeting. It was just kind of a get to know agencies right. meeting. Right, right. Cause uh, they had, they had YNR right behind them. Yeah. He wasn't too happy about it, but one of the most exciting scenes in the episode is right after this, where we see the new Sterling Cooper, J. Price office. I like the logo. I like the light. Much lighter and newer and yes. more awesomer. It felt very, very 60s to me. Yeah. Very 60s. They put what? a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot more plastic around. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if you, <laughs> if you listen to kind of some of the, the behind the scenes stuff from the, the first seasons, the Mad, the, like the, the people that did Mad Men, they actually started off the whole series with designs from the 50s because mm-hmm. it starts off in 61, so it hasn't become the 60s. And so they, they've, you know, they're, they're trying to move it into that realm now, get away from the 50s stuff and go more 60s with like, you know, Peggy's haircut and the design of the furniture and the office and that kind of stuff. The office is, yeah, it's just, it's much, I don't want to say it's much more open because actually it feels very close, but there's a, there's a much, uh, there's a, a larger use of uh, clear glass. Things are frosted. So although it's very tight. I don't, I don't want to say it still feels open because it doesn't. Well, it you feels very hallway. You don't see people like just working in their own office with the door shut. That's you true. See doors a are lot, open. You know, more like doors open and people just around, you know, like a table or what that little group of chairs. Yeah, that's true. Because right yeah. away you see the new, um, the new art guy, the guy who uh, would have taken uh, Sal's job. In yeah, Joey. Okay, Joey. Um, him and Peggy are just kind of hanging out in the workroom. Um, yeah. Spitting balling ideas. Can yeah, we, then we see Joni. We see Joan's back. Oh yeah, in her, With own, her own office. office. I hey. wish I wish she would have had more of a part, though. Yeah, we, they didn't really uh, they didn't really talk about what she's doing. She's the office manager, just like before. Yeah, but with her own big office. Yeah. I guess she's they don't have that many people. You know, but I mean, they they lost people. You know, they didn't bring in Cosgrove. They didn't bring in Kinsey. You know, they lost people. They have a uh, space. I'm really going to miss Kinsey, man. No, you're not. No, I am. Who Who are we going to make jokes about? Pete, Henry, that's Roger. Oh, that's Steve true. We still got that. Wears. We still got Henry Francis. Blaine. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't. Hate all right. Well, okay. All anyway. right. Anyway, no. this is going to go on forever. Jeez. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but go ahead, uh, John. yeah, it looks great. And you know, we uh, we see his new office. He's got a nice little corner office. Um, and we get to see Bert Cooper for the first time, who is unhappy. He says Don wasn't in. He met, missed some guy named Jeff Atherton. And uh, Don didn't even know he was supposed to be there. He didn't know he was coming. You really noticed, like, a power shift, you know? Like, Don Draper is just, he's kind of it anymore. Yeah. He's... You know? Everyone else is just kind of like. Yeah. Which is really funny because that's, you know, that's kind of what uh, Peggy says at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, we it's, all it's, just want to make you happy. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and Pete tries to build him up saying, like, you know, we're definitely going to get this Jansen bikini thing. They loved you. YNR doesn't have you. We're the scrappy upstart. And Don's like, really? You don't say that to the client. Yeah, no, seriously. Seriously. Um, now, do you, so uh, we go into the art room and we were talking about where, um, where uh, uh, Peggy and the new guy are hanging out. And they're doing this back and forth. John and Marsha think, where is that from? I've heard it before, but I can't place it. You got me there. 
Oh, John, we expect you to research uh, this. I should have Googled that today. Is it John Marsha? John and Marsha. Just, just type in. Keep it going, John. John and Marsha. I know. In the Google box. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so after we get John and Marsha, I mean, we really get picked up on their storyline for the episode, which is the Sugar Bear ham. All right. Now, apparently, Sugar Bear is unhappy with how things have been going and send them send the entire office a single ham. Pete says this is about as subtle as a atomic bomb, and everybody's a little little anxious. And so they come up with an idea, although kind of a cheap, skeezy one, to build up some, stir up some interest in uh, the, the sugar bear ham. <clears throat> oh, long silences. Uh, <laughs> Did we figure it out? Is that fruitless? No, nah, it was fruitless. Um... Sugar, I was working on Sugarberry. Oh, okay. Um, so, so, anyways, the um, I'll cut all that out. I'm sorry. Yeah, where, that's where, okay. where did you end up with on that statement? I said the, the the sugar bear, and they decided to go with kind of the cheap thing um, to get the the you know get something in the newspaper. And I was going to talk they about that it. here. Yeah, they decided to go with the fight. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, so they uh, so they decide to hire these two ladies. Uh, Pete says he'll go call casting, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna try this stunt, which I think we all know isn't gonna work out. It's not the Don Draper way, John. Right, but these guys aren't Don Draper, and they're purposely not telling Don. And you know what? They're also you can also see that everyone's a little bit more comfortable in their positions because I don't think at the old Sterling Cooper they would have tried something like this on their own. Right. No, I agree. And I think there really is a lot of stress, and we'll find out later part of the reason why. But, you know, people want stuff to work. You know, you really have to get clients happy because they are, they're not exactly rolling in the cash yet. This is true. This is true. Yeah, you got to hold on to everybody you've got. Right. Uh, in the next scene, though, we meet, uh, I think it's Don's accountant. Yeah. Um, he was there when, uh, when Don came into the office, but now he's uh, joined Don, and he uh, tells Don, listen, man. You're carrying a mortgage in a house you don't live in. You can't well, and do she, that. And she was, supposed, she was supposed to have been out. In October, and it's obviously November. Right. The, but, geez, you got to go. And Don was, even at that point, Don's like, eh, whatever. Well, I mean, does anybody really want to go and have that fight? Even if, he, even if let's say, he does still care. Man, yeah. who wants to go have that fight? I don't know. I guess I figured that Henry Francis would have like gotten them a house and whatever because like in one of the very last episodes last season, he's like, "I don't want you to need anything from him." Exactly. I don't, you know, and then they're just living in his house. I mean, come on. Sorry. I, I'm with sorry it. for the banging. It, I'm, I'm rational. No, no, that's that's rational. Uh, yeah, it, it does seem a little strange. You'd think Henry Francis would have taken care of things, but you know, he's a politician. They tend to lie. Uh. And then we see, you know, Roger coming in, uh, catches Don napping, and we get it. We get we start to talk more about Don's home life. How uh, he's not, uh, you know, Roger's like, I think about what you do when you go home, and it makes me sad. Mm -hmm. And so he sets him up on a on a date. He's like, look, uh, Jane has made you her personal project. That's got to be good. Yeah, that I mean, that alone would make you depressed. <laughs> and. Um, and, you know, he's like, she's, she's got this friend, she's on the gymnastics team, you'll love it. And she, he even has the, uh, the secretary set up the date. Can we skip ahead and just talk about the date here for a minute? Yeah. I was not impressed with this girl. I was not either. How so? Well, no, what, what, are, what are your thoughts? I thought she was attractive. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. She was, she was very, she's very, um, she, she's very waspy. Yeah. You know, she felt yeah. like upper, upper west, upper east side, just boring. Yeah, but, it, you know, tensions of a first date and the whole, like, I'm breaking rules going out with the divorcee and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, who says that? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. What else did she say? Uh, I want to pull away the curtain here or something. I want to lift a shadow off this evening. I want to lift. Who says I want to lift a shadow off of this Someone evening? Someone who thinks they're smarter than they are. Indeed, and she is not. And well, let's not, but let's, all she but all she can on. do is dance in the background. She what? That's you know she's she's a dancer. She's an actress, 
who is stuck doing nothing more than dancing and uh, oh, hanging out, in uncredited roles, fake drinking, drink, yeah. fake drinking yeah. cocktail, which I would, hey, I'd do it. Oh, there's no fake drinking with you, my friend. You know she's a good time though, John. Mm-hmm. Because during dinner she did stand up and turn around, and oh, I can't believe I did that. I thought you were going to say because of the chicken Kiev. All I gotta say. That's how I felt about her. That's how I felt about her. I'm I did, sorry. I did like her dress. I thought her dress was cute. It was kind of cool with the, the uh, with the la- was it lace or feathers? It was feathers. like a feathery thing. Yeah. yeah. Or or it was a muppet that she beat to death and strapped around her at the uh, right. Oh yeah. But right you gotta dinner. hand it to her for not giving it up on the first date. That's true. Don tries to get in her apartment, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> nicely done. Thank you. And she won't. She says no. She's not yeah. that kind of girl. Well, who is? That but the, night. but yeah. the thing is, is uh, she says, let's keep this going, and we'll see about things at New Year's? No, no, at Thanksgiving. No, I think she says New Year's. She mentioned something oh, about New Year's. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And I'm like, he's you're talking to Don Draper here. Which I think is like the whole point of this entire little event, is that for the first time in, in over three years now, someone has said no to Don. I mean, his friends call him a fast pants draper. No, they don't. He's not wait. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Thank you, John. He's not wait. He's not waiting <laughs> until New Year's. That's all I'm saying. Right, right. That's all I'm but saying. that's John. Yeah. Would you wait till New Year's? Uh, for her. John. Yes, for her. For her specifically. Oh. Uh, uh, no. Don will. No, John see, will would, remember this girl next. I'm just taking a poll here. So. Would you wait till New Year's, Kate? For that lady? For that lady. No. Me neither. I'd like now or never, sister. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Don's getting Don's getting the, the cold. He needs turn to down. go back down to the West Village and find some cool Oh yeah. Oh yeah, maybe Midge is still around. Cool no, Midge is gone. Around. Midge is married that dirty hippie piece of <laughs> Anyway, one of the one of the greatest uh, or I think one of the scenes we'd kinda all been waiting for is when Don goes home to his new apartment. And do they go out of their way to make this place seem dank? Now, okay, hold on. So I was listening to uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross today. Yeah. Because I'm a douche. And uh, Matt Weiner was on, and he he was explaining that, you know, a lot of people have said that this new apartment is really, really depressing. Mm-hmm. He believes that this is just how any man would live. Now, John, let yeah. me say this. I've been, <laughs> I've been to your... Uh, oh. To your Man, place. I too have been to your place. Not to your new place, but your place before this, and it was nearly as dark as this. And really cold. <laughs> like 40 degrees cold in the summertime. So all I'm saying is maybe Matt Weiner has a point with, you know, most men left to their own devices would live in a dark, damp, cold cave. All I can say is the new place is much brighter, but still cold. But <laughs> still cold. Uh, so, right, I mean... He's not doing Don any favors. The walls are painted like this prison pea green. Oh, I know. He's got the real narrow windows. Yeah, I mean, uh, he is down in the West Village, which is really cool. Um, okay. But I don't know, man. It's it's a tough place. I mean, he's obviously trying to save money because, you know, you, you never know how the whole, uh, how the whole, uh, you know, business is going to turn out, but still, man. Because he probably sank a ton of his profit from the original sale into this new firm. That's true. That's true. He could be sinking a lot of money. That's true. Good um, point. Yeah. But, you know, we meet his maid, Celia, who at least somebody is kind of helping out. Yeah. Uh, she, apparently, he's not eating anything, John. Yeah, I think she says that a couple times. Mm-hmm. But we I think do. it's kind of neat because when he gets home, we actually see the ad that was mentioned back at the beginning interview, the glow coats. What did you think of it? Well, I think for the time, it was probably a big deal. You mm-hmm. know, start off with some kind of um, false, you know, what's going on here and then it's turn like it into a little movie. Yeah. 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 This is true. Probably clever for the time. Just kind of mm-hmm. ah for now. Indeed. We do then, uh, we kind of see, uh, they take us through like, a Don's kind of home life day, you know, like him waking up, he makes his own bed. He uh, kind of, ha- you know, he's really taking care of himself here now. And right, for some right. reason, it's just unbearably sad. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It, it is. And I think a lot of it, again, is lighting, colors, that kind of thing. You feel the sting of divorce, John. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, Betty, not that stingy. That's true. You've, you've, re- you've kind of re- relinquished the sting of Betty. Anyway, moving on, we get to, uh, we get to the scene, uh, where, uh, Pete and Peggy are, uh, are paying off their two actors to fight over that ham. Now, I got it. What do you think of Peggy's do? I kind of like it. I think she looks a lot better. I mean, it's better than that ponytail and those horrible bangs. Oh my god! But it, I don't know. I like it. I didn't. I didn't yeah. like it compared to how she ended season three. Uh, oh, and what's his name? Cut her hair. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I like this dude. It's cute. All right. It's 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 appropriate for like you know her wanting to look more like a woman and all. Indeed. Um. So they're paying these two ladies off, and apparently one of them had gotten a little too rough with the other, John. Oh, she was just doing her job, according to her. That's what I'm saying. And uh, they're still not uh, they're still not over it by the time um, Peggy and Peter paying them off, and they get into a little scuffle uh, at the at, at the diner. Yeah, uh, it's not pretty. No, no, but they try and separate it, keep it low, keep it cool. And the. Uh, that, in, in, the, in the next little scene, we we get to go into Joan's office. Um, one thing I noticed about everything is it still feels like we're moving into this place. Well, it's yeah, the, they don't they don't have the meeting table. <laughs> they don't have a second floor for yeah. real. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I do think that they are still because they do own the second floor. They have two floors, mm-hmm. but they haven't gotten anything up there. Mm. But uh, here we see, uh, yeah, uh, Jones' office. We also see uh, Harry Crane come back, uh, horribly burned in L.A. I guess. Yes, yes. Is that and what you're saying? But that's what how they explained it. Yes, he was in L.A. I don't think that explains that kind of burn, man. No. Well, I mean, he does seem like the kind of guy who would fall asleep on the beach uh, but- with one side of his head kind of facing the sun. Or with like a pair of sunglasses on and a book over his, the bottom part of his face. Such a doofus. Such a doofus is right. Uh, but he's pretty excited. He's an excited doofus. He is. He sold the high lie, John. Who would Who would think? I had all but forgot about the high lie until they ran the little uh, what happened last season. Right. Because I think everyone would forget about I didn't understand the whole highlight. It just seemed strange. It was strange. Well, and it was all brought about by what, like one millionaire's son, yeah, got it in his mind. So, but either way, I mean, you got to be proud of selling highlight to anything, let alone NBC. I mean, this was like you know the like some kind of like a version of the Wild World of Sports. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Very well done. So he's very excited about that, and uh, Joan says, "He says, Joan, this is my news." And she's like, "I won't even tell anybody after it airs." Thought that was pretty sharp. And then stuff starts to go bad. Oh, jeez. So we get to see that uh, the article from the beginning of the episode has come out. Mm-hmm. And uh, in not so many words, Roger calls it a wet fart. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yes, you turned the... What, how did it say you turned all the... All the buzz from glow coats into a wet fart. Into a wet fart. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> oh, but he really lays into him. He's like, this was supposed to be an ad for the agency. This was a missed opportunity. You sounded like a prick. I mean, he, you know, it lets him have it. At the same time, he's like, listen, like, I know you were, he, he does say, like, I know you were just trying to be modest. Right. Uh, now is not the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, he says there's no place off, for yeah, it. Yeah, right. it comes off badly. You, you shouldn't be, because you've, you've earned the right to be proud of the things you've done with what you've had this year. Can I say, I'm, I'm probably most surprised... By Roger's office. Roger has some very key 60s furniture in there. I love that lamp. Um, that lamp being injection molded plastic is is right on 60s. It's table. I should know the names of both of these things. But that table and that lamp are like screaming 60s at me. Slapping me in the face. I guess Noel made all the sofas. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. For all of them, yeah. Um... We then go to a short scene where um, Peggy, the new art guy, uh, go into Pete's office to uh, talk about the success. Right. For the ham, and Pete tells Joey and Peg that uh, it got picked up by a lot of papers, 
And, you know, based on all of this current publicity, why don't we, you know, why don't you increase your media budget and we can do some more stuff? Uh, because they can't actually charge them for the publicity of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so everybody's a little excited. And then apparently Pete gets a call from Ho-Ho. Yes, at Ho-Ho. The and we all know that Ho-Ho not happy. No. Because in the next scene where uh, they're uh, in the meeting that uh, Harry Crane has called. Which is he, funny because they, they really do have like just a circle of chairs. Indeed. With no table. Which is obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, Pete has to come in and tell him that Ho-Ho is not happy. Uh, specifically about the article. Indeed. That everybody's climbing on Don's back about. Uh, at this point, uh, Crane flips out. He really does. Awesome. And then... Um, Coop pretty much lays it out on Don. He's like, he's like, listen, when Don says, you know, my work speaks for, you know, myself, he's like, listen, you need to turn your work into business. Oh, yeah. No, that you're was a great, just, that was you're a not great just line. a creative director anymore. You know, you, you're responsible for the amount of business that this firm gets. Yeah. Yeah. No, up. It was, you know, he says, turning creative success into business is your work, and you failed. Oh, geez. Man. And, you know, this is where we find out from uh, uh, from Price, who really had a minimized role this episode, that um, Lucky Strike is now 71% of their billings. I mean, that's that's a big agew. Yeah, that happens, though. And now, now, we get, now we completely shift venues. We're leaving all of Sterling Cooper Draper Price, and we head over to old Lady Francis's house. Old Lady Frances, she is lovely. She's there's a lot of woman to love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving meal, and uh, we see that uh, Henry Francis's daughter and her husband are coming in late because they were at his place uh, to does join that, him. Does that guy not look like kind of Henry Francis a little bit though? He what looks guy? like he could be Henry Francis's son a little bit. Ah, uh, that'd be weird. Yeah, right. Because they're married. Effed up. Yeah. Man, this scene was uncomfortable, John. What, you mean the part where Sally Draper's force-fed a marshmallow? Yeah. Hey, man, I'm with Sally Draper. I don't like that stuff. I know you don't. And you know what? <laughs> I like it even less when someone's shoving it in my mouth. Yeah, no, I, I thought Sally's response was appropriate. Bleh. Indeed. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know. I mean, the kids just hate her. I'm just happy that they didn't recast Bobby again. That's true. We were thinking, uh, you know, lucky number three for Bobby Draper. That was a lock. I was hoping, <laughs> man. I was really hoping. Um, but anyway, so Sally doesn't want to eat these uh, sweet potatoes, even with the marshmallow. And when, uh, when Mom strides to stuff it in her mouth, she kind of makes a choking sound and spits it out. Well, we all know that doesn't go well at the... Uh, at the Thanksgiving uh, table of your new husband's family. And we have to do some pinching, apparently. Well, her mothering qualities are just shining through. Yes. I mean, she has become a better mother in this year. <laughs> she looks so much older. She does. I think you it's know, the hair. It's the hair. I guess maybe it's like the outfits. They have her in all these like very lady suits. and. Wait, Sally or Betty? Betty. <laughs> Betty. Oh. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't like her as much as, well, I didn't really like her before, but <laughs> anyway. Oh, geez. Uh, anyway, so that goes poorly. And then in the next scene, John, Yeah. I got to say, it's probably everybody's favorite. Don gets a visitor. Don oh, yeah. the oh. whore visitor. Uh, it's kind of funny because they kind of laid out for you right away. Like, she comes in, he takes out the money and puts it on the bar, and you're yeah. just like, she's a whore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine, passing no judgment here. But I she mean, tells you know, him that morally speaking, it's considered uh, wrong. But who am I? But as he's getting out the money, she tells him that she has to make it quick so she can get to Thanksgiving dinner with her family. Hey, man, horse have families too. Really? Usually not all together, and there's been some molesting in the past. But I mean, that's stereotype. I'm sorry. Uh, while they're uh, having relations, as they say, uh, the whore says that she would uh, like to remove her brassiere. And Don says, hold on a second. Don't do that. Which is strange. 
And she's like, don't boss me. She says, I know what you want. And he's like, okay, then just do it. And she gives him a little slappy slap. Not, yeah. Not a light one. No. And then he says, harder and do it again. And he's enjoying it. And she obliges. Indeed. She looks, I, I mean, she seemed like she had a bit of attitude. She's done some slapping in her time. Uh, yeah. Um, I, re- I really don't, you don't know, know what I just to say. Don't know what to say okay, about that's this. okay. You don't. I... You don't have to comment on this on the horse slapping. Uh, Don, uh, of course. Wait, so, do you think that we're going to see the whore again? Is this going to be a recurring thing? I think we'll see different whores. Uh, you don't always. St- I mean, I. I don't know. Here again, this is pure speculation on my part. Uh, you know, you probably don't have too much whore allegiance. Okay. Really. I but, don't know. But, I'm just but, thinking, you know. But she said she knew what he liked, so she had done this before. Yeah. Oh, no, I think he's, he sees her from time to time, but he probably, you know. You think he sees other ones, too? It's like a golf bag, you know? You just use different Wow, wait different a second. I, was, I exactly. want to hear this. Different, situa- <laughs> different situations require a different club, John. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that too far? Oh, it's just far enough. Thank yeah. you. And the next scene, we hear the phone ringing, and the whore comes comes in. <laughs> I'm so, we're ch- well, children. We're just children, so bear with us. The whore comes in with the phone uh, and says, "Surprise, surprise! It's for you." He's like, "Why'd you answer it?" It's been ringing off the hook for Christ's sake. Well, who is it? Oh my God, I was so worried it was his children. Oh, that's bad. But uh, it was kind of one of his children. Peggy is on the other line. She needs to borrow some money. She has you're, a funny story, though, John. You're going to laugh. You are going to laugh at this. Man, I can't wait to tell you, although I don't want to. Yeah, it was uh, it was unfortunate for her. What happened was the two actresses that uh, they hired, well, one was pressing charges against the other, so she needed bail, and then beyond that, another $100 for them to keep their mouths shut about the whole situation. Not what you want, John. No, no, and I just, I can picture Peggy, like, thinking to herself, wow, this is going to go really bad. Yeah, none of this is going to be good. I want to know where Pete was, because you know she called him first. Like, what did he say? he was out on the... Tough luck? Probably. He's such a weenie. He's probably like, you take care of it, it's your idea. (laughs) Don't tell Don I was involved. I'm going to be at the racket club (laughs) in my short shorts. short shorts. (laughs) (laughs) All day. Uh, so she goes over to Don's house, and Don lays into her, my friend. Oh, man. Good thing for her, her big, strong, Tilden Katz-like of a fiancé was there. Not a fiancé. Who is it? He's just some dude. Just some boy? That yeah, happened to be in the date. hallway. Yeah, he's named Mark. How do you catch his name? She says. Oh, did she say not now, Mark? Why does he say fiancé? I think he, doesn't he has know. plans. He has plans. He has intentions, if you will. Well, anyway, that didn't go well. He really lays into her. It's unfortunate. We then go to what feels what feels so wrong and dirty, John. And even more unfortunate. And even more unfortunate. Uh, uh, we 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 run into uh, Henry Francis and Betty uh, in the marital bed of uh, of Betty and Don. It's no good. I think they got a new bed, though. I think they did get a new bed. I mean, that you got a... doesn't look familiar to me. No, you don't want to... Bad know. karma. Bad karma, exactly. Well put. Anyway, uh, Betty's uh, going after some of her relations of her own, and they hear something in the hallway, and it happens to be a little, uh, little Sally Draper trying to call Don. It's almost like Sally's trying to break out. Well, wouldn't you... But, I mean, she should. I mean, it, it almost worked for Glenn. Where is Glenn? Where is Glenn? Glenn, Glenn is... At the institution, at getting the inst- some help. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Sally Draper is doing Andy Dufresne-style tunnel <laughs> out, out of her room as we speak. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, uh, instead of being like, oh, okay, you, know, you can call your dad. No, you'll see him tomorrow. Tell him happy Thanksgiving, then go to bed. I don't have kids. I'd probably do the same thing. But uh, it just wasn't very nice. 
she claims she's going to get that uh, phone removed from the hallway. And then her and, uh, her and H. Francis continue on with what they were doing. Sadly. Um, we, then, we then skip to uh, the next day where Don is picking up the kids, the day after Thanksgiving. And it is extremely awkward when uh, uh, Betty comes down. And then Henry Francis comes out of the bathroom. Yep. Which I just, I don't know. I just found kind of funny for some reason. <laughs> like putting on his coat like he just did some work. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe that was stupid. Anyway, that was uh, that was altogether awkward, as it should be. Well, Any scene you know, I mean, Henry, Draper, Henry Francis and Don Draper in the same room is weird. It is, and you know, I mean, uh, Betty Betty had sent away the baby. It, you know, Don's like, "What? Honestly, like, I'd like to see my kid." And she's like, "You don't, you don't want to take the baby anyway." Nobody wants to see baby Jean. He's creepy. That's true. That's true. What is it? Warlock. Warlock. He is. He is a warlock in this season, surprisingly. Yet. Not so surprisingly. Yeah, it's amazing. He just disappears this whole episode. Yeah, nah, babies. Uh, (laughs) then, then And then Betty and and Henry, they make it in the garage. What the heck? Hey, man, Henry Francis likes to keep them guessing, you know? He's what we call a spark machine. She was looking really sexy in that lady blazer. She was not looking (laughs) sexy. She's not looking good, I gotta say. Um, We then go to Funtime Don's house... Where uh, the kids are getting into the bunk bed. And, I mean, you know what's funny is Don actually seems much more loving toward the children um, than uh, Betty ever has. But then again, he hasn't spent nearly as much time with those little monsters. Uh, That's true. Has he? But but you can just tell that uh, Sally feels so much more at ease, comfortable, happy to be there. She is able to smile almost. Almost. (laughs) Almost. Uh, But we do kind of get that whole... um, uh, you know, sharing weekends with the kids where Don, yeah. Don doesn't really know what to do with them. So they're just sitting around the house watching TV, eating popcorn. It's not really that much fun. Yeah. Really sad. Really kind of sad. And when he takes them back uh, that evening, they were supposed to meet up at nine. But of course, uh, Henry Francis, being the party machine that he is, keeps Betty out until 10. And I love how he walks in. He's like, "What the hell's the dog doing in the house?" He is not a fun guy. Not at all. Creepy. People I don't want to hang out with. Top Kenzie, of the list. Henry Francis, John, John Kerry, and Betty. Just, just my short list, John. Good list. Thank you. Uh, uh, it, it's 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 pretty bad because Don says, "Listen, I got to talk to you," and. Uh, Henry Francis goes, do you want me to stay, Betty? And Be- what does Betty say? Like, okay. Oh, well, no, no. So How's it go? Don, Don says, Henry, do you mind? And right. Betty says, Henry, it's okay. He goes, what does that mean? Do I go or do I stay? <laughs> and just the way he says it. He's just not. No, no. This is not going to go very, well. Everything is, everybody is bristles up, if you know what I mean. This whole, this whole thing is not going to go well. Mm-mm. And this is where Don says, listen. Uh, you got to get out by the end of the month, and if you don't, I'm gonna have to start charging your rent. Or you could buy it, Henry. Exactly, which was kind of like a uh, kind of a shot. Like if you could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what does he do anyways? He's, he's a public servant, Kate. Oh, they yeah. make tons of money. Well, I don't know. They always seem to have tons of money. Why else would you serve the public? <laughs> Moving on. Uh. Surprisingly, though, uh, but he agrees. Yeah, Henry Francis agrees with with her with Don. Well, Henry's probably actually really weirded out by being in that bedroom too. Yeah, but you know, I I bet what has happened is Betty has just drug her feet this whole time because she just doesn't want to. She just doesn't want to move. Well, she says she doesn't want to uproot the kids, but I'm like, seriously, these kids have been through so much. What does it matter to move to a different house? They don't even know oh, what day it is. Yeah, they don't. I, I think it's more for more for Betty. She doesn't want to uproot herself. That house is the last remaining thing from when things were good. You know, it's everything else has completely fallen around her. Her relationship with her children, her ex-husband, her weird new husband, uh, everything else has crumbled. But the house is the last thing that's still standing. That's a reminder of good times. 
Or she's just lazy. One of the two. <laughs> One of those two. Um, the next scene, we see Don uh, pondering life on his couch. And uh, Peggy comes in and says, hey, we all got hams. Which means that things have gone very well and the ham people are very, very happy. And uh, Don has to come back with, you know, this whole stunt thing not working. It's kind of a short, comp- uh, short as in uh, not very nice conversation between the two of them. It's a real back and forth, though. Peggy kind of, you know, holds up. Yeah, uh, Peggy's uh, Peggy's had enough, you know. And um, actually calls Don spiteful at one time. And then Don goes, hey, I didn't know you had a uh, fiancé. And she's like, I, I don't. He's an idiot. You know what I'm thinking this whole time, though, John? Where's yeah. my duck? Where's my duck at? Oh, yeah. You love him, you leave him. Where's the duck? That's a great question. Quack, quack. I wonder if he's going to surface. Quack, quack. Yeah, ducks always turn up in the rain. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, she, cause she ends that little conversation when he's kind of ridden her pretty hard is like, you know what? Everybody in this office is here because of you. All we want to do is please you. And I, I think that this is, that's kind of a starting, starting to tip the, tip the boat a little bit as we come into the, uh, the Jansen pitch and then the final end of the, the episode. But before all that, we want to go back to our friend, old lady Francis. Old lady Francis. I like this woman. I like her too. Uh, she calls uh, she calls Betty out as being uh, a silly woman, and I believe said something along the lines of "You don't have to marry to get a woman like that." How did it go? It was more. She was saying that. What you she was saying. She calling Betty you, a whore? Yeah, yeah. You could have gotten what you what you wanted without marriage. Oh, that that's right. Yes, I don't. I don't think that the word whore wasn't used. Well, no, Obvi. Can I, just, can I just break real quick? I encourage our listeners to re-listen to this episode after we're done and to have a drink every time we say the word whore. Oh, it's a fun <laughs> little game. It is a good game. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yes, she calls her a silly woman and says that uh, children are terrified of her. And she doesn't understand why Henry Francis wanted to sleep in that man's dirt. I, everything she said was spot on. Man, and, and really cutting. And uh, Henry Francis didn't really... Uh, have too many comes back, comebacks, um, except to say that you don't you don't know her. Yeah, that didn't work well. Didn't 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 really work out well. You got to listen to old lady Francis. I get all the best advice from her. Is that a wig? Uh, the last the last scene is far and away my absolute favorite. Uh, we are with the Jansen folks. Yes. Yes. And uh, Don is uh, showing them uh, his his campaign idea, which I want to point out was very interesting because I think this is the first time we've seen a campaign idea in non-sketch form. Technology has has advanced, and all of this is done with photo. Photocopy, photo, I don't even know how they did this, to be honest, with the technology at the time. Well, and I thought it was it was clever because it's it's also kind of a, a play on their office because they have a, they have a second yeah. floor, but not yeah, really. yeah, that was that was kind of funny. But uh, anyway, so as it goes, uh, as we know, the Jensen folks are a family company, and Don turns over a piece of artwork with um, a young filly uh, at the beach in uh, what appears to be a, a two piece suit, and uh, over uh, the area where her breasts would be uh, is a black bar that says "So well built." We can't show you the second floor. Uh, and, of course, they're talking about the, uh, the second piece of the two-piece. Um, and it's very, I mean, it's very sexy, certainly. Um, and uh, Don describes it as kind of a wink and not, not leering. Exactly, and that was a great description. It was, um, but it definitely, is, it definitely is a lot sexier than these guys wanted to go. Well, they want, like, two women throwing around beach balls and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty clear. And I'll tell you what, uh, Don did not respond well to their dislike of, uh, of this campaign. He didn't respond well at all. I love that he was like, thank you very much, goodbye. And then Roger, Roger says, hey, cool down, see if Pete can get him back in here for some more ideas. I'm like, no, no, get out. Yeah, that was great. He, he literally goes back into the room. And forces them to get out of the uh, of the office. 
Like, get out of my office, get out. It was just awesome. It was like this flip out. It was, I, I don't know about you. Like he might have well just cleared everything off the desk. Oh, one yeah. One fell swoop, you know. Just Thrown like, some stuff. Yeah. Knocked over the easel. Kicked over that tree. I'm telling you, it would have been amazing. Maybe broke some of the glass. It was getting there. It was awesome. Uh, it was something I wish I could do on a daily basis. Maybe even an hourly basis. Yeah. Moment to moment. Um, either way, uh, everyone is uh, around in the office kind of wondering what is going on. Uh, Don says to his secretary, call Bert's guy over at the Wall Street Journal or the Times. Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Time, you know, it, it's time for him to have a talk. And it really, I think uh, this part of the, this scene really is the turnaround where, yes, he is, uh, he's realizing that he, his, his personality and his persona is what's going to to uh, make this company succeed, and even this kind of prima donna acting will get out, and it it could I mean it could potentially backfire, but could also potentially make um, be that kind of positive PR, you know, where this guy's so such a creative genius, he's you know he's so passionate, um, he's firing clients. But and you see just the 180 degrees when he is with that reporter. Oh yeah. And everything is completely different from the way the episode started. And just a great way to start and then end the episode. And the the, the reporter says, you know, uh, in, in a company of partners, there's often one man who defines the company. Would you say that you are that man? And Don's like, yes. And starts telling him of the story about how they fired themselves. And and you can see the reporter really lean forward and, and get the pen going. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and this is where we find out the actual location of their office. They're in the the Time Life Building, which is where I don't know. Is that still a, a real thing? It is, I think. Okay. I don't know. I got to be honest. But, I uh, work, but yeah, I work, so, on, I work in Midtown in a in the armpit of the city in the cave that is Midtown. <laughs> yeah, the sun won't shine on Midtown. Wah. Oh, but there's a giant needle and a button right outside my office. Oh, that should make up for all of it, but it doesn't. Irrational anger. Sorry. Uh, but John, oh, great episode. Great, great episode. I gotta say, at first, I was a little, uh, I was a little bit of like, oh, I don't feel so comfortable. Where is my safety net? But then, I mean, they, I gotta say, they really sell you into the new company. Yeah, they really do. One one thing that I thought was a bit cheesy was that kind of. Um, that kind of that scene where they kind of take you on a quick tour of the office. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the music they were playing on, in that scene made it feel chintzy. Oh, okay. I don't know, but that's my only complaint. All right. And that you know, and it was, it was funny because we we've spent so much time in Sterling Cooper. You really feel like you had a lay of the office, like you really understood where things were. Right. Uh, we're in this office. You still you're, you're, you're feel feeling like a, a bit, mouse in a maze in this office. Oh yeah, a bit confused. I, I have no idea where the main door is. No, I could never. I could never find my way out. You're trapped. Ever. You're stuck. John. For the next twelve episodes. John, is anybody riding us? Does anyone care anymore? Oh, my friend, I think you even uh, posted to the masses that people care so much. We were brought down. They crippled our sight. Yes, listeners. Your love will keep us alive, or a couple extra dollars for more bandwidth. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, we we uh, we uh, we out bandwidth our, my server, and uh, we're just happy that people are listening. So uh, thanks a lot. That makes us happy and sad. Well, I gotta say, I think I enjoyed the uh, the intro episode tweet. Oh, our tweeting or people tweeting back? Both. Indeed, John. I agree. Are we going to make that a, just a regular thing? Uh, let us know. I think I'd like to. I, People I out there it. in listener land, let I us gotta, know. I got to say, I, didn't, I don't think I had anything brilliant to say, but it was kind of fun. It was. It was fun seeing other people's thoughts. Yes, and feelings, John. And feelings. Uh, did we get any emails? We've had a lot of people join our Twitter, but have we, have, have we had any emails? Absolutely. Well, we got uh, our three things, guys. Right, we kicked off with Ken, uh, yeah. and it's it's fun because you know as as people hear more about the show and it continues to win awards, we still have people that are starting up with us. 
Wait, are you talking about our show winning awards? Not yet. Okay. But uh, so we got we got uh, Tom wrote in, and he's he's just getting to the party. You know, he's just starting off on season one, and he um, is getting eager to catch up to the the newest episodes here in four. Mm-hmm. And so we love we, we love to hear that. It's fun how, hearing these people come in uh, and who are just starting to listen to the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a good friend of the show, um, uh, Miss Rabicki writes in. Uh, saying a uh, big fan of the predictions episode, uh-huh. and uh, still disappointed that uh, Kate's likes Henry Francis. This is true. What do you have to say to your hen- your love of Henry Francis? Um, is it waning? No, no, it's not. I actually think Henry Francis is gonna come too, and um, get out of Dodge. If you get will. out of Dodge, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're married, so I keep forgetting that. Doesn't seem to be stopping anybody in this show. Anything <laughs> else, John? Well, I want to say thanks to everybody for uh, really populating the Facebook page. I tell you what, our Facebook page is exploding. Yeah, we, we've blown up to, to well over 100 a, a members right now. We've got great stuff on there from uh, clever comments uh, uh, from Alexis <laughs> saying, I'm ready for the recap, so do it harder. Again. <laughs> Thank you. I thought that was clever, pretty clever. That was pretty funny. Uh, but we got some trivia on there. We got, uh, we got the, I don't know if you saw the periodic table of Mad Men uh, from our friend I Jen. I mean, just yes. a lot of stuff. Good listener art. Check it out. I still love it. Uh, as always, please, uh, please, please, please join it if you have it. Uh, follow us on Twitter, as always. And John, I don't know about you, but I love the emails. Yes, and everything can be... Uh, madmenrecap.com right and you email us at staff at madmenrecap.com because we love hearing from you 